Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Fish Across the Pond, a Miami Marlins UK baseball podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt, and joining me this week, Lee Dobbs, Dan Healy, Rob Newell. How are we, boys? Yeah, I'm good as always. Very well, thank you. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. We record this Wednesday <laughs> evening, and we've just had a UK-friendly start time, which is always great, normally. Ten past five start, perfect. <laughs> On the beers at five. Bit of baseball, bit of Marlins baseball. Um, but yeah, wasn't, wasn't the best series versus the Mets. Let's not hold back. Let's dive straight in. Um, it's sometimes, like we did last week with the trade deadline, sometimes a hot take is the best take. So <laughs> let's see how we get on. Dan, in one word, how would you describe that Mets series? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, family-friendly version will be bad. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is... Hold on a minute. It's it's half nine as we record this as well. So <laughs> you have the sensor off. You're okay. Past the watershed. Yeah. Past the watershed. But okay, you happy with yeah. bad? Sticking with bad? Okay. Yeah. It was it was fucking awful. <laughs> um, yeah. No. It wasn't. It wasn't a great one. It wasn't a great one at all, was it? I mean, there, I think there was the, the the five four. I thought was could have gone either way. There's been a couple of sort of snippets where you know we we. We've been hitting okay. Um, you're really trying to find some positives in terms of people like um, Brinson coming back up. He's done okay. Bertie coming back up. He's done okay. Um, but on the whole, it's um, no, it's not been pretty. It's, it's one of them series that you just can't wait to end, really. it's Mets have been flying recently. Absolutely flying. They might even be the hottest team in baseball at the moment. Um, yeah. So, yeah, not not, a, not of the greatest of times after uh, our recent slump. But um, yeah, good service to get out of the way. But yeah, not not good. One, one as I said, one or two little snippets. Versus, I think it's been good. Um, yeah, and uh, obviously we've had the, the highlight with uh, San Diaz, which uh, I'm sure we'll all have our bit about. So that was that was great, a, a lovely moment for us. Especially, um, I think that was at a UK friendly time as well. Um, so that was a lovely moment with that with that Homer um, whilst his his, uh, his family are being interviewed. That that sort of made the series worthwhile because that was literally about one of the only things that we can take from it that's been been a magical moment one of them great things to experience but apart from that no it's been a bloody awful peak. <laughs> it's been a tough road stretch for sure the it's back-to-back sweeps six games lost in a row not ideal lee do you want to Go even further with your hot take on the Met series, or uh, or, or as Stan covered it nicely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, just just echo the same things. Really, it was it was poor to say the least. <laughs> I say, though, funny enough, the uh, you know, the highlight of the season though, yeah, has has come out of of the series. 
Yeah, we with the Diaz home run. Yeah, as as we we will discuss. But yeah, mm. it was it was very very poor. The, the the rotation, you know, they 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 didn't go go deep enough in the games. We were getting, I mean, we were out home, and I think it was eleven to three in the series. I mean, in hit, hits wise, I think we we tied on hits. I think you know, we we were level through the four games, mm. but we just couldn't get the big hit. And you know, yeah, they they were were hitting the were hitting the home runs. You know, two run shots, three run shots. Yeah, and it just, I mean, the the, the bullpen wasn't great. At the time we blew the lead in was it the second game in the seventh inning. So yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean we had we had a few chances, but yeah, overall it was very yeah, very poor series. Yeah, Rob, where where would you pinpoint the main the main issue here in this series? What was what was the main the main challenge for the Marlins in this one? I think um, rotation. Um, yes, hitting is an issue, rotation, but it's, it's a bit of a squad thing. Um, we've spoken before about how August's never seemed to be a good month for the Marlins. It always is a, a month where you kind of switch off and just enjoy the summertime outside. But um, it, it's kind of hit us again. And I, I, it's, I know, you know, we talked about Gallon going, but we kind of almost needed him this week. Um, but on the flip side, you know, is winning or losing really that important at the moment? And uh, and not to take that as a as a positive because you did have Robert Duggar come up and you did have Hector Noesi come up trying you know different pitches again. Uh, we've seen quite a few sort of uh, uh, you know not just talking about he's on Diaz and he's at last he's up and he looks good and he, he looks like he you know he looks comfortable in in second base. Um, the thing really that's that's quite disappointing is that when we had that rotation of, you know, Smith and Alcantara doing well and Lopez was there, you just felt every time they went out there, we'd have a chance because by the time you got to the fifth or sixth inning, that same pitcher is still there and they haven't given away many runs. And now it's getting a bit difficult. Yamamoto's having a few issues. Um, and Robert Duggar is a bit unfortunate in many ways because um, he, he played very well in double A. Um, some really good stats and, and good strikeouts per, per, or decent strikeouts per nine. But um, he struggled in NOLA, which isn't an easy division. The PCL is very difficult to pitch in. But even so, his ERA is 9.34. So then, bringing him up into the majors is a bit of an ask. And where you know, we, there's that great moment of where uh, Ezon Diaz was is interviewed when he hit his home run. There was also Robert Duggar's parents being interviewed yeah. when he gave yeah. up a home run, which is yeah. slightly Reversal unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, which but you know, this is this is really. I think you have to stand back from it and say. Right, that was mega disappointing because really, are the Mets that good? Probably not. But let's have a let's think about this. We tried some more starters out. Shows we do have a, a you know decent depth, and you know Brinson's come back and looked good. John Bertie's come back and looked really good. You know that there there's some some positives there. Well, when I say Brinson, Brinson looked good tonight. Mm-hmm. So um, only overall, a couple of hits as well last night, didn't he? So he's yeah, he's had back-to-back multi-hit games. Yeah, and that, that, that's really Lewis. important. 
forwards because we what we've been crying out for the last few weeks is a is a, a central field you know centre fielder who we tried out there J T Riddle Harold Ramirez John Bertie um, Yadiel Rivera we tried absolutely everyone so let, let's yeah. let's it's good to see him back. Uh, so we'll get stuck into these in a sec, but Dan, for you, Brinson there, irrespective of performance now. Is he there for the rest of the year in centre field? Based on what Rob was just saying, then you expect yeah. that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the, he he went down for the right reasons. He had to go down, get a bit of confidence back. He's done that. We're we're not doing anything now that this year. What other, what's what's the point of delaying it any further? The the record doesn't matter. It means absolutely subtle at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, bring him back up. He's come back up. He's been okay. I mean, he was good tonight. I didn't see the game because I was working late. But um, he, 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 there's there's no possible alternative other than to just now keep him up and see what he can do until the end of the season. We know he's got the ability. Um, so I, I don't see any reason why we wouldn't just keep, keep rolling with him now. It makes sense. Follow-up question for you, mate. If, let's say, we get to the end of the season... And we'll all be together on the last game of the season, all being well. Sipping yep. on a few cold ones, so looking forward to that, lads. Um, but let's say we get to the end of the season. Brinson has played now then another full two months um, with, with the big league club. And he goes, I don't know, under 200, two home runs, bunch of strikeouts. Is that is is that the end for him or could that be the end for him? with the Marlins, will they just at that point make a decision that you've pretty much had two full seasons, haven't delivered and we're going to move on? Or is there still time even after that? It could go either way and I would sort of understand it either way because as you just said, if he's now gone two seasons where he's massively underwhelmed, then he hasn't really got much of an argument. Um, the, The other side is that you know, we, we do know what we've got there. There is a player there. Um, he's still young, he's still inexperienced. Do 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 you go with another one where next season, let's be honest, it's not it's gonna be hopefully better. We're gonna be we're gonna be improving. Uh, as me and Rob said last week, we'd we'd probably like to see that we're gonna maybe hit around the five hundred bolt next year. Um so we're not gonna be contending. So there wasn't any harm in giving him another year. Um, personally, that's what I would do. But yeah, if, if it's not happening next year, I, I wouldn't be complaining because you, you'd have to say that, well, come on, mate, you've, you've had two years now and you've not just not done it, you've, you've underperformed in a big way. So it wouldn't, um, it wouldn't surprise me, but I hope not. I hope that um, whatever happens, I'd like to see him get another chance. But I think he'll actually finish the season quite strongly. I think he'll, he'll the, the pressure's off. We've got nothing, nothing to play for. There's no, um, there's, you know, there's nothing really that's going to, we're not going to make much difference now between now and the end. Mm. You know, I'd like to see him get the chance and, and perform, and I think he will with the pressure off. So, fingers crossed that happens for him because there's a player there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you, mate. I'm I'm totally pulling for Lewis. Um, I feel like I've cursed him since I bought that jersey, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling for him as well. Um. You're right. He's he, you know, he's just got to go out there and play his game now. I think uh, what what's really interesting though now, even though what's he had four games back, three games, four games, isn't it? He's had the full series with the Mets, and every time he comes up to bat, and 
you feel like there's this level of pressure within the stadium coming through the guys on the broadcast. I feel like there's this continually this spotlight on, on Brinson shines lighter than any other player, rightly or wrongly. But it just he he seems to have this level of scrutiny that is far and above any other player on the team. So, you know, I'm pulling for him. We're all pulling for him. Lewis, we'd love for you to be on this podcast, mate. So come and come and join us and have a chat here for sure. Um, we're your biggest fans, so so that'd be great. And it's great to see you back up. Um, and I think you'll get a run now. You'll get a run at centre field. There's no one else there to play. So let him play the rest of the year and roll on. Um, Lee, there was some collateral damage, though, from this Met series, not just uh, not just before it, because there was a lot of roster moves leading up to it, but Miggy Rowe going down last night. Yeah. Didn't, it did not look good, I've got to be honest. I haven't seen any follow-up reports today. It was said it looked like a knee injury originally. Then it was saying hamstring strain. Either way, it didn't look good. And he was like, he knew someone was wrong. He was fully helped off the field. If Miggy rose out, let's say for the rest of the year, huge blow for the Marlins, right? Yeah, so it'd be a big blow if he's gone for the whole. I mean, on the broadcast they said, yeah, it was hamstring, so not as bad as as you know it was feared at first. Yeah, there's no timetable yet. He's flying back to to Miami, I think now. So you know, obviously we, we might get a clearer picture in the next next uh, you know two three days mm. how bad it actually is. But obviously, he's on the DL now already. Yeah, we know he's going to be gone for at least you know, probably two weeks at least. But I, I I do expect it to be more. And it, and and it will be a big loss you know, for the team because he's I mean since about May he's probably been our, our best player. Yeah, you know on on the team so. And obviously, he's he's you know the captain as well. Yeah. You know, he he, lead, he leads the clubhouse, you know, you know off the field. So it will it, it will be a huge loss, you know, yeah, for, for for the team on on and off the the field. Yeah, yeah, I agree, Miggy. I hope everything. I hope it's not as bad as it seems because it did look bad. That's that's the thing. You kind of have that snap view. I don't know if snaps the right language I should be using there but anyway you have that quick take and it just doesn't you sometimes it doesn't look good it doesn't you see it and think that that definitely looks serious and it you know yeah. fingers crossed it isn't um gets back to Miami has a bit of heat on it he'd be okay hopefully he's back that'd be good to see um Rob let's let's finish up here on this Met series um well on this part of it anyway Scale of one to ten, how good do you think the Mets are? Ten being top draw World Series contenders, one being the Marlins <laughs> <laughs> this year. <laughs> so I I made a, a very incorrect prediction that they could even finish fifth this year, um, but they've had a few factors which have probably gone in their favour, and one being Alonso who, you know, it's very rare you get a player that comes up through the minors and then slots into um, into the major leagues with, with such ease. And I think that's given them quite a bit of a boost. And probably strangely, that issue they had with, with Vargas attacking, mm. uh, you know, one of the, the reporters, and now he's been 
shipped out as well. And he often wonders whether sometimes you get um, sort of dynamics within um, the the dressing rooms. And since Vargas has gone, or oh, don't the Mets look pretty decent? And mm. it's, it's, a, it's a peculiar old thing at the moment because especially in the NL East, and we said this at the start of the season, uh, you know, it's going to be a four-way battle. And then suddenly it was like, oh, hang on, no, the Mets have fallen away. The Nationals are terrible. It's going to be Phillies, Braves. Well, look at it now. It looks like yeah. the Braves could, if it keeps going this way, could pro- potentially sail away with the division. And you've got then three teams battling together, all within a chance of the wild card. And it's, it's, it's very, very interesting because you then have to not just weigh up the Mets, you have to weigh up the Phillies, you have to weigh up the Nats against them as well because these are all competing in that whole mash, uh, that wild card at the moment as we speak today. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the Nats with it with the Phillies. There's two teams from the NL East going through at the moment, but only half a game back is St. Louis. One game back is Milwaukee, which is they've had a bit of a shocker. Um, then... The Mets only one game back. Arizona two and a half games back. San Francisco three and a half games back. So he's so, so close. And I think when it comes down to it, it's gonna be on form. So you can you can look through, you know, the the players that the Mets have got and think, oh, you know, I really like Alonso, I really like Rosario, whatever it might be. Even Matt's pitched quite well and he's been sort of quite up and down. But it's going to really be What's going? You know, who's going to be on form in September, and that could be any of those teams. So uh, that's a, a long-winded way of saying six. <laughs> <laughs> Proper Rob Newell answer that. That is that is that is that is you all over, mate. Six, mate, and I'm glad you. I'm glad you raised that, and you know, it's it's good for us to dwell on this because you know the reality is. It's a long old season, and from a wider perspective, it all builds to this this playoff picture and the wild card stuff. And it's just interesting to see how it plays out from afar. We're not involved in it, but I mean, I look, I'm looking at it now, like like you've just highlighted, and you think I draw a line personally now. I draw a line right now at the under the Mets, and I'm surprised to be saying that in in many ways from where they were what a month ago. They've obviously gone an absolute tear. From they, what have, they have had a very soft schedule. Uh, who are you including in this soft schedule? Uh, surely <laughs> not the, the mighty Miami Marlins. I mean, but... They had the Pirates before us. Yeah, now they just played the, I mean, they're 14-1, but from what they were saying, I, mean, I didn't see who they had before then. They were saying they've had a very soft run. I think they had the Tigers, you know, as well. Yeah. Um, and then now they've got, now they run into some tough teams now. I think they've got the Nats now. And then they've got the Phillies, so they've got a lot of good good teams coming up now. So well, we should know in a couple of weeks, you know, if they're for real or not now. Or will they go back down to being under five hundred again? Well, we've been the same, right? You know, where we, we had that stretch where we were beating the Giants, beating the Tigers, yeah. beating whatever, and then all of a sudden you run back into your NL East guys and you know what it shows is the NL East is it's full of full of good teams. You know, them them four are they're all good teams when they're on. And, you know, the Mets series, I know we got swept and it was a four-game series, but one of them's a doubleheader. And that always, well, that created a mismatch anyway for us because you ended up with, what, DeGrom versus Duggar in the first game. You know, that Duggar's not pitching 
if it's not a double header, do you know what I mean? And you know, you, there you're one down straight away because it's just a mismatch. And you know, then you've got you know Yamamoto went pitch well tonight actually against Mats. They were it was close and you got hurt by the long ball, but they both pitched well. Both of them did. I mean, the Mets stand rotation. We've always said this has been good, and they can hit home runs. The bottom of their order for me is not great, and I, I do feel like they'll fizzle out the Mets. They've had a good run against a soft schedule. A bit like you know, it can happen, and we had that. But they'll hit, they'll hit the NL East guys, and be tough for them. I think. Another thing to remember: we all talk about when well, sort of the National League MVP, and you know, you're talking of the the, the various you know standard players that come to mind. But could Jeff McNeil be that? You know, he was the one who hit on you know that that massive home run off off Duggar's first ball. But yeah, I, I, he is he's leading. Um, the, you know. The entire MLB, I think, with his batting average, um, he is, yeah. and and this is the thing, yeah, that they've suddenly got with him and Alonso, uh, uh, you know, and if they're the other thing you're talking about, their starting rotation, it's always been a little bit sort of how I should, you know, Degrom, Syndergaard, heavy, and then nothing underneath. If if Mats etc. playing well, they could be that team, and especially with. We thought that could be the Phillies, but suddenly the Phillies are are seem to be having problems all over the place, especially with their pitching. So it's you know you only need a form team to come up that has that combination of the batting and the pitching to just just strike it right, and they could be the wild card. Yep, time will tell. Let's. I don't want to turn this into a Mets podcast. They've got their own anyway. So let's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wish them well for the season. We'll probably see them at least once more. I know actually Les from the Mets UK crew is actually there to watch the Mets Marlins later in the year. So Les, hope you're listening. Um, hope you enjoy the, the, the defeat we deliver for you um, <laughs> later in the year. But anyway, um, so guys, the main news heading into the Mets series was the roster moves that we made and there was a flurry of them um and i think it'd be interesting because what happened was neil walker and cesar pueo both got injured in exactly the same game and both went to the il and that opened up some spots so but the the knock-on effect was isan diaz finally up lewis brinson finally back i mean i don't think i've been a as excited for a Marlins game for a long, long time with those two. It was like, for me, it was box office Marlins baseball and not something we've maybe experienced for a while anyway. Like, I had to watch that. My missus wanted to watch something else on the box, but that was not happening. So, anyway, there was was almost a divorce settlement, but we got through that. So, (laughs) Diaz and Brinson up, awesome. Walker and Pueo, both on the I.L., um, you know, hope they make speedy recoveries, but it'd be interesting to see how this all plays out roster wise. Just some other nuggets before we get into those two and get you know some some uh, a bit of a debrief on them. Yadi Rivera DFA'd. Um, we needed to bring up uh, or we brought up uh, Hector Noesi in the the corresponding move. So um, Rivera, be interesting to see how that plays out. I guess he'll clear waivers and maybe go and play in triple a maybe the rest of the year is possible but anyway robert duggar came up and went back down 26th man for the mets opener 
Um, Miggy Rowe, unfortunately, onto the IL. Fingers crossed on that one. And Devin Marrero up, uh, came up for this evening. Didn't play, we don't think. Was on the bench, but didn't make an appearance. Um, but infielder, uh, mainly third base. Is that correct, Rob? Yeah, that is. he's, he's yeah. played uh, third base for the, the baby cakes uh, the majority yeah. of the season. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because one other knock-on effect is Diaz up. And what we've seen then is, lo and behold... Stalin and Marlin still here um, is all of a sudden playing at third base now just to, to keep him in the lineup and stuff. So, I mean, Stalin playing third, do we, do you really want him there? Probably not playing third. I always, I'd prefer Brian Anderson there in th- at third base every day. I've said that all year. Um, but for me, the one feed, one bit of feedback I'd have is, uh, Stalin has done everything that's been asked of him, is what I'd say. Like, and he hasn't let it show. He hasn't salt. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't done the NFL thing like a Zeke Elliott or a Melvin Gordon and just throw their the toys out the pram and go. Well, I'm not having it. I mean, obviously Stalin's being paid very well, probably overpaid. So of course he's not going to sulk like them boys. But that's a side point. Anyway, um, so I, I I tip my cap to Stalin on that. And actually. You know, for the last month or two, anyway, he's been okay. Um, so, but anyway, enough on them. Isan Diaz up. Dan, what's the early impressions on him? Talk me through this first home run from him. What you were doing at the time? How many beers in you were? <laughs> and what you did when the home run was drilled? Yeah, I mean, it was. Um... We were very quickly sort of just chatting about it before we came on, and we and it it was one of them great moments that in such a bad series uh, where we've just been swept, well, not that we not that we obviously we knew we'd been swept to that point, but in such a poor performance throughout to get probably the best moment of the season arrive when you're you're interviewing his his family, and then to just pop it off out the park like that, and those reactions. Were, were just fantastic. It's what it's what you watch it for. It's just special special occasions like that. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I must have watched that on loop probably twenty, <laughs> thirty times. I reckon it just gets better and better. And uh, and then go round round the uh, obviously round the bases and then come back in, put the meme sunglasses on like they've all been doing, and just just for well, you know, well welcome to the majors. Just yeah, top. Uh, it was it was brilliant. Re- really really great to see. And I think he's been he's been good. He's been. You know, since he's come up, he's done all right. He's, I said, like the other guys, Brinson's done well, Bertie's done well, and he he's just slotted in there. So um, yeah, we want to see more of him. But that was a uh, a really memorable moment. Um, as I said probably the highlight of the season for my yeah. Mind. Highlight for you, mate. You take that. I will. Yeah. Yeah, I I seem to remember you when we spoke about this earlier, maybe at the halftime pod. I seem to remember you leaning on that uh, Cooper Loop Homer. Yeah. In the eleventh, maybe yeah. a, a Detroit or somewhere. Grand, Grand Slam, yeah. Yeah, I seem to remember that being that. But does that eclipse it for you? I think it does, only because it's as as great as Grand Slams are, especially when they're in the UK friendly time in the ninth innings. That, that's great. Um, but wh- how often does that happen? It's his debut. You're interviewing his parents or his family. I'm not sure if his parents. I think it might be his brother. I'm not sure. He's interviewing his his family, it was and then his dad won it. Yeah, he might have been. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and then he, and he he pops it into the stands whilst he's doing it. I just think 
that's that's brilliant. That's just what what we're all here for. In 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 what's been a really torrid season, as as was expected. That's uh that's a great story. Yeah, yeah, it was. How many beers in when that went over for a home um, Several. Won't <laughs> 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 put a number on it. <laughs> Good man. Um, Lee, you probably weren't drinking beers at this time because you're more <laughs> sensible than, 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 than me and Dan in particular and Rob, actually. But anyway, um, what what's your thoughts on... Okay, Diaz has destroyed and, and he did absolutely destroy the home <laughs> run it was it was absolutely drilled but the reality is beyond that he, he's not he's not had any other hits I don't think I don't no. think he's walked either so um let's take the home run out of it act like that didn't happen although again I'm with I'm with Dan that that is my favorite moment of the year I think but what what are you seeing from him? Like what what's his approach at the plate in your opinion? How how's he going about things? Because yes, we want home runs, but you know, we need to knock knock guys into and sometimes you need to take a different approach. Yeah, so I mean obviously obviously the home run is is sort of masking that he's at so far he hasn't actually done much at at the play. I think he's had which is one for fifteen with I think seven strikeouts. So you know, so so he's not even even making contact a lot a lot, lot of time at the minute. I think he's had a couple of three-two counts though, so so he, he, he's seeing seeing some pitches. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, like I like I think he's done okay though. I mean, it's a tough ask to, you know, to come up, you know, you're, you're like to make your to make to make your your debut. You know, you know, with a lot of hype as well. You know, yeah. all, all the fans are, have, have have been been waiting for him to come up. So yeah, like I say, I think now though now there was was the time to bring him up so he can have these struggles. You know, you know it's, it's better to do it now. Yeah, for, for the next two months and hit say two, you know, two hundred for the season, then do it next year in April and May at the start of the season. Then, 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 then that's when you get issues of of sending him back down and all that and all, all that stuff. So yeah, so so I think like I said, he's, hopefully we we will see him improve a bit more at at, at the plate, be a bit more more patient and start. So against some more balls, you know, in play. But yeah, for me, he's, he's doing doing you know okay. Uh, and the reality is, he he comes to the plate now, and I just feel excited. I'm excited yeah. to watch his his appearance. Um, so, you know, when it when you're in the mire of a what is now a 42 and 71 season in August. When they're in anything to fight for, to have a player walking up, taking a nap bat, and you're excited about it, that's a win for us anyway. So mm. I've got no problem with that. I let him play every day to the rest of the year now. He's got two months. Um, and let him play, let him learn. Um, Rob, mate, you've seen a lot more of him than probably all of us combined because um, of your, well, your in depth experience at the at, at the uh the minor league levels is this what you expected is he is he as advertised yeah, or is, he, I, is he is he taking a different approach he, is he trying to is he trying too hard so far well uh i not well maybe so um is it's obviously a step up and so you can't expect the world you know there, there's you know we talked about peter alonso and 
there's not many of those players that just step straight in and it's, it's, they, they don't know it's the difference in standards there, just that good. But um, that home run was obviously uh, properly hit home run, <laughs> um, put it that way. And he's fielding. And this is the thing you've got to really look out for because, um, you know, we, we have our odd grumble about Stalin Castro from time to time. But generally, he's, he's a good fielder. Um, as it stands, um, he's hit the second most, I think, RBIs in the team. Um, and um, he's been very consistent number of double plays he's been involved with etc so um you're replacing someone in the field and he has to be good that's the whole point with diaz is that you're looking for that decent decent fielder with a good bat with it and someone who's got who's athletic who can run the bases so um i think that's there it's just very early days to make a judgment on really how he's getting on but he looked good you know, in the in fielding, I, uh, he's just glad to see him there, really. Yeah. Um, and the fact that Castro is still about is fine, because one thing you have to remember is that um, in the baby cakes at the moment, he's still the he still had more at-bats than anyone else. 377, he's played 102 games. This is probably, I haven't got the stats in front of me now, but he's probably now played more games than he ever has done in any other season. So he's already gone beyond his, you know, normal sort of playing time. So this, you know, this this is sort of extra innings for him, really. So you're not going to expect the best. Where you're going to expect the the best with the bat is, as what Lee said, in spring training, uh, and then going in, in in early into the year. But just just to go through those stats again, he ended up with a 305 ERA with a, a an on base percentage just under 400. Um, you know, 115 hits out and uh, 26 home runs. Mm. And, uh, this the, it's a it's a league which is good to hit in is the PCL. Yeah. But if you're getting that level, then you're very good. Yeah, I I um my initial take on him, having not seen anything, I've not watched any AAA stuff. I've seen obviously the home runs knocking around on Twitter through the year and he's obviously hit a ton of them this year when you look at him he's a relatively short dude but his arms are his arms are big his approach is he looks to hit the ball very hard but he also for me looks to like get some serious loft on it do you know what i mean like the swing plane to me is one where he is he's absolutely going for the home run and what we've seen is he's either striking out or when he isn't getting the home run, his body ends up open and he's kind of slightly spooning it into the opposite field and getting a fly out into the opposite field. So the power's there. You can see the technique is designed to nail home runs. Um, what, what I'm thinking about, just as we're on, because second baseman these days... I don't think, you know, there's not many of them that are true power bats these days at second base. I'm just trying to work out, like, a second base in, across the MLB. You know, who, who's hit, who are the major home run hitters these days? Let's try and work that out as we're on. I, someone can probably log on and find some stats, but... Can anyway, I? That was... Is it a few? <laughs> who has? Can I? Oh, now he's on the IL. Yeah, Robbie, Definitely. can I? And he... There's, there's a... There's a 
there's a likeness there, I think, anyway. There's yeah, been, they comparing him to the other day, yeah. It's been made, yeah, that he's got that kind of Robbie Cano smooth swing, but powerful, and when he connects, it absolutely disappears. So, yeah. The obvious I mean, comparison, uh, although maybe not quite in style, is DJ LeMay. DJ LeMayhew is the second baseman, obviously, for the Yankees, and he's hit enormous number of home runs, which I will now look up. <laughs> Here we go. We've prepped. We've prepped well for this section, boys. Is what I'm. What I've realised. Uh, no, he has. He's hit 18. He's got a high batting average. I knew he was very good um, because. <laughs> but uh, when we've watched the Yankees game, he's hit. He's hit 18 home runs. He's an average of uh, three three six. Someone dig out. Someone dig out home run leaders for second baseman this year. Let's work it out. Top of my head. I've I've got top of my head. I'm thinking, like your Altuve's are there. You think of like of top elite second base guys but there's not a ton of them is there really who's playing second base for who's playing second base for the Braves don't even know Ozzy Albies is he playing second base there uh, second base for the Phillies who's playing there I mean do you know what I mean like these guys in the NL East so Dozier's playing a lot for the Nats uh, I'm pretty sure Albies is playing there for for the Braves Phillies maybe Cesar Hernandez, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, so what I'm trying to say is Isan, if he delivers AAA type stats, having a power bat as, as, as a second baseman who can field is a huge, huge asset. And if you can replicate that from a shortstop position, which I think we're looking to do in the future, then that middle infield will be in a real good spot in the future, I think for us boys. So, um, Hey, and the other thing to say, guys, on that on the home run is it wasn't just against, you know, I mean, they had to bring up a guy from AAA as their 26th man, but he didn't deliver the homer off him. He absolutely demolished the current Cy Young winner or runner-up, whatever he was last year, DeGrom, and he absolutely destroyed him. So, And I must say, that game, I was... I was actually chatting to the the Braves online guy. Uh, sorry, that the Mets on uh, UK guys as we were playing them. For me, Degrom was there for the taking in that game. He definitely wasn't on. Yeah, we they, had our chances. Yeah, they were saying they thought that he was maybe ill and was being sick and all sorts of stuff and whatever. But um, he was there for the taking. We didn't take it. I think that sums us up. I, I've put out there earlier on Twitter saying we got swept but I felt we were unlucky. It was an unlucky series for us in a way. And I think a couple of bounces of the balls our way, play that at Marlins Park as well. A few of them home runs don't get out from the Mets, maybe. I don't know. You know, it was it was a close-ish series, and I, I felt like we were unlucky. But yeah, I think there was a stat I, think I saw earlier on where we had the leadoff man reach half the time. You know, you know in like the what was it, 48 innings or whatever it was, we had, we had the leadoff man you know, on base half the yeah. time. And we just never scored him. It's just such a struggle to to get the big hit. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a four 0 series. It was um nah. it, that that was a bit that was a bit uh does, doesn't tell the full story. Also, very quickly, just to wrap up on Mets with uh, with Duggar, um, I just wanted to say with even though his his stats were okay, they were you know didn't wasn't wasn't his best, but con- considering he came up and the very first ball. That he faces, he gets knocked out for a home run. Yeah, and against against Degrom as well. You know that's that that's a pretty big introduction in. And then I thought that 
he showed really good character to come back and and get through five innings without getting smashed all over the place because that could have happened easily. You know, I, I listened to um, Holly and and uh, Severino on um, in commentary on that game, and they were saying, you know, obviously as it as it goes on that, you know, that there would have been a, the the amount of years of training and the amount you know from a kid every every ball that gets thrown to him and every ball that he you know he throws himself and all of that training comes up to that one moment and the very first ball in your bigs you get knocked out of the park. And then he then came back really strongly. It helps that we got it straight back in the game. We we ended the first uh, one all, but I was I, I was really pleased for him that he didn't he didn't crumble because that could have happened. And even though it, you know it, I think he went for about six seven runs and he only got through five innings, um, I just wanted to tip my hat to him a little bit because that was uh, that he showed good resilience there. Yeah, I thought all the boys did okay. I thought yeah. Noessi did okay as well last night. I mean. I thought Yamamoto pitched. Yeah, I thought he was good well. Today. Yeah, he pitched well today, definitely. So, you know, it was one of them series. You move on. The only way to summarize the series, in my opinion, is the the acronym of Doom, the G I D P, because <laughs> those double plays were ridiculous, ridiculous number. I don't know what the count was through that series, but it must be almost double digits in four games, which is... I think it was 11. Oh, Jesus. Got the <laughs> legs. It was legs. Wow. Wow. I mean... What we do? Exactly. I mean, Lee, you're right. We got the runner on after time, but then we grounded out and took him there at second while uh, yeah. while Renzing did to first base and finished him oh, off. Really. Even the base running was, was, was bad in some instances. Like today, Castro ran home on a grounder, one out where he was out by miles at the he had to play. Brinson tried to stretch that single into a double. Yeah, and but if he had carried on going to second, there there was no one there. Once Hetch had thrown to first, you know, to get him out out in a rundown, but he sort of stopped and looked behind him. Whereas if he had carried on going, he he would have got he would have hit he would have made it. But yeah, yeah, the base running was was a bit poor throughout the whole series. And the race series as well. <laughs> Base running, not great. Fielding erratic. <laughs> I mean, the hits are there, though, guys. So, you know, yeah. this this Marlins team is so similar to my golf game. It's so similar. When I can drive, I can't putt. When I'm putting <laughs> on fire, I can't chip. Yeah. When I'm chipping well, my long irons are awful. Do you know what I mean? It's a leaky bucket. You've only got so many, you've got multiple holes and only so many fingers to put them in, so to speak. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's the Marlins. You know, to get it together on a single day or a single series or a single month constantly is very hard. One thing before um move on, we did have a first look at Ryan Stanek, who came off the, the IL, which was nice. Uh, I watched the game from last night in full and Stanek came in in the eighth. And for me... Looks a real bullpen piece. I mean, I know the major piece was Jesus Sanchez, which we'll see. He was an outfielder and we'll see soon, I reckon. I mean, he's gone straight to AAA. We'll see him next year. Uh, I'm, sounds like we will. But turning Nick Anderson and Trevor Richards into our right fielder of the future and our potential closer is 
will be looked at as one of the best trades of all time, in my opinion. It was an awesome move. So, yeah, and Stanek looked good. He, he had this 90-mile-an-hour split baseball thing he was throwing that everyone was swinging at off. It was off the plate, and everyone was swinging. I was thinking, you know, that's what you want to see. The guys are trying to hit hit balls they don't have to hit and swing the, you know, swinging at things they don't need to. So, impressive. Looking forward to that. I didn't realise either. They Him and Brian Anderson had a connection, too. They were college teammates. So, mm. so that's nice. Um. Brian Anderson, we need to talk about him as well, guys, uh, while we're here. Another home run tonight. Dan, what's your view on Anderson, mate? Is he is he the linchpin of this team now? Yeah, I think he's um, he's been really, really consistently good for quite a long time now. Um, so third base is now down with him. Um but yeah, in terms of with the bat in his hand, is um, I can't remember the last game he hasn't hit. He's he's, he's getting he's getting on base, he's getting he's getting runs as well. Um, yeah, he's um, without spoiling player of the week. He's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's um, yeah, he's been he's been really really good for a for a consistent time now. So uh, yeah, definitely um, is I think I think I, we even said it on the very first episode. That he, he should really be looking to be the face of the franchise, um, and um, yeah, I think he's had his ups and downs this season, but he's he's been consistently good for a long time now. So uh, yeah, yeah, hats off to him recently. And, and to be fair to the guy as well, he's shunted out to right field, and he does a job out there. Like he's yep. he's he's actually a really good right fielder, <laughs> if we're honest. Like his his glove is is good. Uh, he looks. He looks like he can play right field all the time. Uh, you know, conversely, though, um, not today's game, but the game before, John Birdie, I think, was playing left field. So, you know, we're obviously shuffling the deck a bit and whatnot. Birdie's playing left field. And there was bottom of the first, some routine, give or take routine. I mean, it, it was a pretty well hit ball, but... To me, looked like a routine grab at left field, and Bertie made a real mess of it. And I think they came around to score, and you know that was it. Do you know what I mean? And you know, he's a utility guy who can play anywhere, but it does show up from time to time. Particularly in the outfield, I think it does show up, and we've seen that this year. And we? we've had outfield issues. And um, I'd like Anderson to play third base every day, but equally, you know, he has the ability to play right field. But for me, what about what about Lee? The the sneaky pop, like he yeah. has a sneaky pop, doesn't he? You know, I mean, what's he hit? Like 18, 19 home runs now. Eighteen, I think today was it his home run. Like eighteen, because uh, yeah. I think I said it on Twitter, you know, it's, it's just sort of sort of sort of come, come from nowhere. Where where you where you see the stand, it's like wow, wow, he's actually hit you know you know twenty home runs almost, and by the end of the season, he'll be looking to get. Thirty maybe, you know, if, yeah. if he goes goes on, on on a good good run, so yeah, it has sort of come from nowhere. So like I said, I, I mean, he's already matched his, you know, I mean, beating his totem last year. Yeah. So, so already he's he's, he's he's on a better year. And like I said, uh, take out the slow start. I think in you know, May he was only hitting in the low two hundreds, like two twenty ish. You know, since then he's been like, been like you know three hundred off feet almost, and you know, he's carrying the team. And 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 I, and I think we've said it a few times now. He should be be the one we look at. Locking up to a long-term deal, mm. you know, in the winter. Yeah, Jeets, Jeets, get your checkbook out is what <laughs> I'd say. 
Um, Rob, let's fast forward maybe two years. I'm going to fast forward to 2021. The, the Marlins lineup is stacked. Where is Brian Anderson batting in that stack line? What, what, what do you see from him? Where do you see him fitting into a stack lineup? Probably second or third. Okay. Because if he's got power um, and has, you know, the, he leads in RBIs this season, so he can hit and he's got power, then that's where you're really looking to get a, a good impact straight off, aren't you? That, you know, you're, you're, you're one and one or number, you know, two has already gone and, um, you know, got you on base and then the, the third guy cleans up and, 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 and drives you over the line. So, you know, that, that, that's, that's the, probably the ideal place. I wouldn't put him low in the order at yeah. all. You want okay. some instant impact. And this is going to be uh, good teams out there at the moment, the really good teams. You look at how their first couple of innings go they normally have scored. So if you look at Dodgers, the Yankees, Astros, that that their their whole game plan is get on the board early. If you think about how the Marlins game plan's always been this year, it's about right, well, let's hold on and hold on and let, let's just hope that we can sort of get across the line right at the end. But that's not how the the, the teams that do end up in the in in playing in October mm. uh that's not what they do. So that's what you need. Any any advancements on that, guys? You, are you happy with that? Do you see that playing out that way? You know, that kind of two-three yeah. slot for for uh, BA. Yeah, cause, yeah, because because I was going to kind of say say second, you know, likely. So yeah, two-three be be perfect. Okay. Yep. Down the man's yeah. Yeah, I said I said say. I was thinking around two-three as well. So yeah. Okay. Interesting, guys. I. I've got a slightly different view, actually, not to be controversial, but I I feel like uh, I look back to when our lineup was, which it was, it was stacked two years ago, three years ago, whatever. And I look at the, the comp I make is BA to Rio Muto. Um, I feel like they're actually quite similar hitters. They, they kind of remind me of each other in, in some ways. Um, but in that lineup, you know, where you had D leading off, um, Giancarlo at two, Ozu, no, Yelly, Yelly three, Ozuna four. Then you'd have, you know, in that spot there, maybe a Boar, maybe a Prado. You know, that five, six area was always a little bit in flux, but Rio Muto was knocking around that five, six hole. I personally maybe see Brian Anderson if our lineup is back to being stacked, being that type of in that type of position. I don't know. I'm perfectly happy for him being in two, and it just depends what what else is around him, isn't it? I mean, we're fast forwarding, you know, two seasons I'm here. Sorry, yes. <laughs> you know, who who know? You know, we've we've got a ton of these left-handed power bats that we've just drafted. You know, where's where are you going to fit everyone in? Where's where's JJ Bladé playing? Um, you know, where's Isan Diaz playing? Where's Cameron Meisner? Where's Monte Harrison? Uh, you know, it's uh, Lewin Diaz, Jazz Chisholm. All all of them theoretically are banging thirty home runs a year. That's what they're, they're that's what they're projected to do. So, 
you know, where does BA fit into that? I mean, I don't know. Like you boys, I'm happy for him to be extended. I think he should be. Um, we're not paying any money to anyone. So, you know, pay BA and hook him up for the next couple of years for sure. Just um, a point point on that in regards to left-handers. We talk about left field and, just you know, putting Bertie there and whoever. Well, there yeah. is really only two players you could really genuinely put in left field being Granderson and Austin Dean. And even if you go down the, the jumbo street, you've got... The Dean machine. <laughs> exactly. I'd love to see him back in you love him. soon. But he's still hitting around 350 um, uh, and in the baby cakes. And I think he deserves another chance. Um, Brian Miller is with the jumbo shrimp playing left field. And so we were, and that's it really in regards to double A and triple A. And yeah. of course, now we've got some of the left-handed players that have come in. So you, you will probably see someone else convert to a left fielder. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, mate. And it, the interesting part of some of these call-ups. So all of a sudden, triple A, you're taking out. I mean, we've seen four guys from triple A this week. Diaz, Brinson's back up. Noessi and Duggar. Actually, was Duggar from Double A? Was he in Triple A? He was in Triple A. He was in Triple A. We called him. Most of the, I think he had seven starts in in Triple A, but he spent most of the season in Double A. Yeah. So actually, sorry, and we've had Moreiro um, too. So there's five guys who've been playing at that level. All of a sudden, like, what's the knock-on effect to that? You know, who moves up to take those spots? I mean, some of them have gone back down or whatever. But hey, you know. Miggy went down this week. I, in my head, went, is it too early for Jazz? <laughs> is it too early for Jazz? Can can we, can we you let him have a few games? You know, it is too early for Jazz. I'm, I'm only playing it. It's surely too early. But, I mean, actually, before one other thing, guys. Show of hands or an eye for the number of people that were on the MLB shop looking at number one. Diaz <laughs> on what Sunday night or whatever it was or whatever that, that was. When was that? What what a number to take as well. I take, know. Take the one. <laughs> yes. Do you know what my, my daughter Sophia was saying to me just the day before that? She was just intrigued. We're talking about players' numbers. And she went, Who plays number one for the Marlins? And I went, I said, you know what? I no one at the moment, I don't think. And she went, well, who used to be number one? Do you know who it was, guys? Last player to have number one? <laughs> yeah. Is it recent or... Oh, yeah, it, was recent. it was recent, mate, yeah. Recent. Last year, actually. To give you a clue. Was it Ball? I don't know. Nah, not JB. Cameron Mabin. How about that? Oh, yes, of course, mm. yeah. Cameron Mabin, there you go. Someone who flicked on, but I couldn't remember who it was. Yeah, yep. there you go. <laughs> See, so I'm, you know, there's, there it is, bit of, bit of family action there, some, um, some quiz action, and uh, yeah, fa- managed to find that out. So yeah, I love that from Diaz taking the number one. That was awesome. Um, and while we're, um, while we're on merch, mm-hmm. how about, how about <laughs> those new white jerseys with the white uh, writing? Oh man. They are you then. Wow. Yeah. I mean I've um I'm I'm going over to uh to Orlando on a stag do end of September. And I've already got my list of what I'm buying that I'm gonna get delivered to our villa. And um 
it's already got a it's already got a bit out of hand, but they've uh, they've, they've that's going on there. They're, they're, that is sharp. I love anything white. The white hat as well. Go all white. Yeah, white, yeah. The built when I so... come in and I saw on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Very clean. I love it. Wow. If if ever there was a, a jersey for you, that was the one. The one. <laughs> when I saw them, I thought that is that is Dan all <laughs> over. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I'd love for that to be the stag do outfits. Actually, you know, normally you've got crappy t-shirts of lads on tour and names on the back and blah blah yeah. blah. I mean, I've done it. Everyone's done it. I mean, come on, you'd be taking it to another level, rocking them um, players' Sharp. weekend white with, yeah. with the uh, with the meme sunglasses on. Oh my god! Hey, I, I messaged um, I messaged Jorge uh, Alfaro the other day about them just to check where he got them from, but he hadn't replied yet. So, <laughs> Busy, um, yeah. looking forward to that response because I was just saying, listen, we've got we've got a, a team get together in September and we need some shades. I can't, I, can't, I, I was actually searching on Amazon, couldn't find them. So I saw, I thought I'd see them the other day. I'll have another look. I'll get yeah. four if I can find them. I'll get four pairs ready, what? ready for the end of the season. They must be from something. They must be. I don't know, part of some sort of Disney show or some kind of, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm too old for that crap now, but <laughs> they're in something trendy that I don't know about because I'm too old. But anyway, you're right. If we can get four pairs, that'd be Bob on. That'd be absolutely perfect. A few of them with a few um, few neck oils going down. <laughs> Boys would be on fire. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, guys. Well, listen. There's a few there's a few things we need to cover off before we finish up as always. Um let's let's do a predictions table update and then get into predictions for the next two series guys uh, and that it doesn't get any easier we've just been swept two series in a row and we now then see the Braves and Dodgers so we've got a four game four game set against the Braves yeah yeah Three against the Dodgers, all at home. So, yeah. in terms of updates, guys, um, we've had the abacus out, and we've needed the abacus because we've been struggling to keep up with stuff here. But anyway, um, since we last spoke, Dan was leading the way on 11, and the rest of us were all on 10. Since then, we've had three series finish, and the final results of that are Lee and me, both leading the way now on 15 points. And Dan and Rob, three back on 12. So still we're still in shooting distance, guys. Just a recap on the score uh, score mechanisms. Three points for, uh, for an accurate sweep prediction. Mm. Two points for uh, an accurate score. Um, one point for a series winner. And a minus one for a failed sweep. So... Four games to play with from the Braves also brings in the split option. So, as leading the way, Lee, I'll give you the honour, mate. I'll give you the honour this time. Brave series. Mm. Hold on a minute. What the Braves do? I think they're five and five in their last ten. Hold on a sec. Yeah. They are. Yep. We yeah. are. <laughs> just as an FYI, we are. 24 and a half games back of the Braves <laughs> right now. They're sorry, they're six and four. They've won their last two. We're two and eight, lost our last six. 
they've probably been what I don't know. We've probably won one or two games against them this year. Yeah. Like they've played us tough. On the back of that, mate, Marlon sweep. <laughs> I wish. So, so I'll say I'll say all that. You think you know they'd be be, be sweeping us, mm-hmm. but I can't see us losing ten in a row. Which is what it would be if we, if we got swept. So I'm gonna. We're back home. We're rubbish at home as well. There. <laughs> I'm gonna say three-one Braves. Okay. We we take one at least. All right. Three-one Braves. Three-one Braves. Yeah. Okay. Fine. In order, I'll go next. I'm gonna go. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't pay to split in this. Um... In this format, you take away a few options for points. Uh, damn you! I'm going three-one to the Marlins. And here's why, guys. Here's why. I've, I've already got one nailed down. So the Friday game, it's Caleb Smith against Julio Tehran. I don't think Tehran's great. He's six and strange stats. I mean, actually, similar stats to Smith. Tehran's six and seven with a three forty six ERA. Smith seven and five with a three thirty five ERA. So is is Caleb's ERA is just shiny and sparkling, under three and a half. Tehran is also under three and a half and six and seven. I just feel like he's there for the taking. Keuchel against Hernandez to lead it off. I just don't think Keuchel's very good, so we're going to beat him too. And Tehran. Soroka and Alcantara is the next one. Soroka is 10-2 and two with a 2.45 ERA, so I'm giving that one to the Braves. Sandy's kind of struggled a little bit the last few weeks, hasn't he? Uh, and then we're rounding it off. The Braves are to be determined to their rotation, and we've got Noessi back on again. Noessi's going to round it up Sunday evening. So there you go, 3-1. Rob? Um, yeah, that's the, as you say. It's the, um, I, I also looked at, at who the Braves had pitching, and I do agree with you. With Sandy, yeah, just like we were talking earlier about Isan Diaz, but with Sandy, remember the number of games he's played this year, and it's his first season. You are going to expect him to maybe get a bit tired, so maybe we, it's not much of a, a of a surprise. Um, I would love to for us to get a series win because as it stands at the moment, we're ten and two, um, and ten losses, two wins against the the Braves this year, and it would be really nice to try and get back. But it's just it's just that Freddie Freeman factor, isn't it? It's the mm. it, it's it's just the annoyance of of that team. They are very good. I think <laughs> they could. I think they could actually have a good postseason as well. So mm, I'm going to say a 3-1 loss. Okay. Positive Dan in his white Marlins jersey. <laughs> Currently uh, three points back. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> we, we've um, yeah, we're not very good at home. We're not very good against the Braves. But they're on a little bit of a shaky roll, along with the rest of them, to be honest, apart from the Mets who are on fire. 
I'm going to be, um, I'm going to take a risk and I'm going to go split 2 2. I like it. We can't, as Lee said, we, we can't just keep losing. We can't go 0 and 10. Um, well, we we can quite easily go 3 and 1. <laughs> and to be honest, to be honest, we could quite easily go 1 and 3. Sorry. And to be honest, that's probably what will happen. But I, I've got to catch up some points and I'm going to be optimistic. So uh, 2 all. Like it. All right. Dodgers, guys, um, we'll go reverse. So let, let Dan finish his, his wine then. Sorry, mate. Sorry to catch you off guard. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, we're not. We're Bear not in mind, beat. they just swept us last time. Yeah, yeah we're not, we're not going to beat the Dodgers. Um, I'll be, again, trying to stay optimistic to say we'll take a game. That's about as best as I can do, guys. One one and two. Two one dodges. All right. Rob Newell. I'd like for us to win one, but that I, I still maintain even though you know Houston look good and you know twins, the Yankees, well really really the, the Yankees and Houston, I I still think they are a step above everyone else and will be swept. Just Bellinger, you know. Oh, Dangerous. Uh, just, just go through that batting lineup. Then you look at the pitching as well, and uh, just yeah. the, uh, the the setups, and then the, the yeah. I just yeah. It's I could go on about it all the time, but they're just a step above everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair enough. I, I just one point really. We we could talk about the two sweeps being like four sweeps in a row, but there's no point because um, the tank for talk races off after the Detroit Tigers have gone in full, full meltdown of the last yeah. two months. They, What's they their even, record? Oh, I don't know. They even had Rosenthal pitching for them the other day. Um, uh, they, they, they're just so desperate. Well, I don't know what they're doing. I think they, they are definitely trying to get Spencer Torkelson. Um, I think I, they, saw, uh, I, was, I saw on Twitter maybe yesterday, day before, last... 45 games they may be something like 7 and 38 something like that like it was worse than our start anyway considering <laughs> their division they've they got and 78 in the moment yeah considering their division they've got in their division Kansas the White Sox and Cleveland who who uh, <laughs> oh, actually you see is Cleveland's um, winning percentage of just under 600 real. You know, they're not that good. That's no, a bad leg. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, then, mate. Well, you're going sweet. Fair enough. Oh, I'm I'm actually, I've already said it on Twitter. I've said it to Craig Mish. So, Craig, this one's for you as well. 2-1 Marlins in this one as well. <laughs> so, it's a 3-1 into the Braves and a 2-1 against the Dodgers. Back-to-back series wins for the Marlins against the two, arguably the two two best teams in the NL. Baseball's a weird game. <laughs> Lee? Uh, I say, when we, we played them tough on the road. I know we got swept, but we did play them really well in Dodger Stadium a few weeks back. I say, and, uh, you do feel at some point we, we are going to beat someone good, catch them by surprise. 
I am. It's not going to be this week, though, is it? <laughs> no. So, <laughs> I, 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 I say two-one Dodgers. We we'll take a game again, at least. Okay. All right, guys. Fair enough. Predictions done. Um, you were just talking earlier. Sorry, Rob. You mentioned about maybe Trevor Rosenthal pitching. Maybe was it for the Tigers? You were saying. Yeah. One other nugget from this week, guys. Just want to get your take on this one before we finish up and wrap up. Um, the Bear Claw in the Nats DFA'd. Um, yeah. Would, would or could or should the Marlins pick him up? Take him back? I mean, why not? We've just traded away a few bullpen pieces. We need some help. We know him. Why not? Think it's possible? I've got an opinion on this. <laughs> so he had 10 saves last year, although he, I think he had a... a he, did he blew blow, 12. Yeah, well, <laughs> he, he didn't blow that many, but I can't remember the number. But, it, but even so, he always looked like... You know, some people um, don't show emotion. Well, he was the other way around, where he, he showed every emotion. He'd sit there brooding, or looked like he was brooding um, when he was taken off. He always looked a bit grumpy. I'm not sure whether that temperament is quite right. I'd like to see him back when Steckenrider's back because for some reason those two sort of pitching together, they got on a real rhythm. Uh, it was, you know, Steck and then, then Bearclaw. Uh, um, and so it, I would, um, I, I'm not sure I want to see him back. But if our bullpen becomes that bad and we can get Steckenrider fit again, then... Mm-hmm. Then, then maybe for next year. Hold, hold on a minute, guys. Hold, hold on a sec. Hello? Yep. Yeah, hey, Brad Ziegler. Hey, how are you, buddy? <laughs> yep, you're available. Excellent. Good. I'll, I'll let Jeets know. There you go. <laughs> we'll round it off. We'll get Zig out of retirement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My favourite picture of all time. Well, I mean, Rob, you are going, you're going old school. You're going back to the old school with this one. You're 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 predicting we have a, a Steck and Rider, Bear Claw, Ziggler, seven eight nine, throw in a throw in a Guerrero, craziness and. I, I just want Tyler Collick now to to learn to throw the Submariner style, and and he can yeah. be the replacement. That'd be your dream, that mate, wouldn't it? Yeah, you'd love that. Sorry, guys, I I just thought we should mention that because I, I, in all seriousness. I have no idea what will happen with, with the Bear Claw, but if he's available and no one else fancies him, wants to pick him up, I think someone will probably pick him up. I mean, you know, he's he's shown ability pre-deadline last year. He should have, I mean, he pitched his way into a position where we should have traded him and spun something for him. And this is that, you know, it's a volatile environment with these relievers, isn't it? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um we didn't we didn't pull the trigger on it at the right time. The same with Conley. We didn't pull the trigger at the right time. And you know, it fluctuates. But you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we brought him back. Who knows? We'll see. Um Right, well let's round up guys on player of the week. Emoji of the week if you have one lined up. Bear in mind, guys, use your best ones. Um, I won't be here next week uh, on this. We still may have a podcast. 
left to be determined, I think. Are we TBD on the podcast next yeah. week? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. We haven't worked out. We haven't worked out if Rob Newell's available or not. Are you available? I, I'll be in on the uh, Portuguese island of Madeira. So uh, yeah. I, I, I don't think so. No, I do like a Madeira sauce as well, actually, thinking of that. <laughs> anyway, okay, well, it, it may not happen next week, but um, we'll see. So give us give us your best, give us your player of the week, give us your best emoji of the week. It may be two weeks until we record again. Um, who's going up first? Who's taking up? Lee, you look like you've got one in mind, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, player play of the week, like I said, there's not been many. It's tough to really single anyone out. I mean, the pitching's been quite poor. When mm. when Conley and Chen ha- have been ha- have been the best, you know, you, 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 you know, it's been been a poor week. So <laughs> it's hitting wise. I say it's Brian Anderson or I'm going to go with John Bertie actually. Mm-hmm. He's hitting for I did have a, he was he's 11 for 30 now, and he's had three RBIs. Three stolen bases as well, which is something that you know we struggle to do as a team. So, yeah, I I say say Bertie with Brian Anderson as you know a, you know a close a close second. Sounds fair. Emoji? You're just going to go with the bird emoji to, uh, to <laughs> yeah, follow? That's the... what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Are you, you, know, you the, go with that? Yeah, the bird one. For, yes. For, for his return to the lineup and you know doing well. Good man. I like that. I like that. Who's next up? Who's got something lined up? Well, I'll, I'll just, um, I was the same really, but I'll go, um, I'll go the reverse. It was either going to be Bertie or Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been pretty torrid. It's not been pretty this week. It's not been um, the most pleasant of weeks for a Marlins fan, but um, Anderson's been consistent um, as has Bertie. Um, but I'll, I'll give, um, I'll give Anderson a nod. He's just about got it for me. Yeah. Emoji. Emoji. I'll just go for the um, the, the agony face, you know, with the eyes closed and the, the, the look like he's about to cry face. Just because not just the the performances this week um, and the results, but also what's coming up <laughs> in the uh, in the yeah. two series we've got now against the Braves and the uh, and the Dodgers. It, it doesn't look like it's going to immediately get any better. So uh, no. yeah, there we go. It not, doesn't not, get easier. Have we got an off day tomorrow? Yeah. We you know it's bad when you're looking no, forward we, to off days. Play tomorrow. Do we play? Yes, yeah, four games. It's Thursday. It looks like it's Friday morning, but obviously it's Thursday night. Yeah, that's the Hernandez game. It's that, yes. annoying when you look at the schedule and it says no game, but because it's past midnight, it's yeah. the next day. <laughs> it always tricks me that one. Yeah, always does. Um. Okay. Cool. Um. Did you have emoji? Yeah, you went for the uh, the agony. The agony face. Rob Newell? Yeah, Bertie, for exactly the same reasons what Lee said. It's good to have him back. And, uh, yeah, he, he did quite well when he, he, he was doing his assignment in uh, in AAA. So it was, uh, yeah, there's him and Harold Ramirez as free pickups from Toronto. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> my emoji, I'm looking forwards rather than backwards. Okay. And I, I've Pick the chef emoji for the uh, the the the, uh, the white uh, kit for the uh, <laughs> players' weekend. 
<laughs> the chef whites. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is cooking in the Marlins kitchen? That is the question, isn't it? Yeah. A bag well, of shit, some would say. I don't know. Well, uh, not not on our farm system. It's cooking no. up well. Um, on, a, on a total tangent, though, I've got a quiz for you lot. Oh, um, we love so quizzes. I do. Uh, to finish things off. So this season, as it stands today, um, there are six players on our roster who were there at the start of the season and haven't been on the IL um, <laughs> or dropped down into AAA. So this is a Glenn Gaffner uh, a stat mm. I heard on the game today. But oh, it can in those six players. So hold on, Rob. You were listening to the radio broadcast today, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Glenn, as you know, is a big fan of the show. So how was he? Uh, how was he today? Was he in good form? Uh, yeah, just full of. I was driving, uh, so I, I had loads of stats, and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll have a few of these for the podcast. <laughs> um, but um, I, I obviously couldn't ride them down in heavy traffic coming out of London. Um, no. So, um, but yeah. It, even when uh, the Marlins are losing, it's always really good to listen to, to Glenn and, and Dave Van Horn. And there we go. I'll message him after and just say, can you send us through now your your stat sheets that you compiled pre-game? And, <laughs> you know, that will make our lives a lot easier. But all right, mate. So the question was, six players that have been on the roster since opening day and not had a spell on the IL, correct? Or not drop, drop down into AAA. So, for instance, yep. not Lewis Brinson, because even though he's on the roster now and was at the start of the season, he went down to AAA. Yeah. Correct. Okay. I've got Brian Anderson. Yes. As one. Yeah. There's Castro. Yes. Alfaro. No. He went on the IL. Oh, of course he did. Oh, he had the concussion IL. He did. The seven day, didn't he? For the uh, hitting wise, that's. Probably it, I think. We're talking about then, I guess, we're on the pitch. Grandy Grandy Man. Sneaky yeah, Grandy Grand, Man. Grandy Man, that's right. Woo! Yeah. Chen. Oh, yes, Chen. Well <laughs> done. Chen. Chen. Yeah, Conley. Yeah, yeah Conley. That's right, yeah. Likewise, yeah. One more. One more. Is this going to be the one? I can see Rob's face. This is a tricky one. This one threw me. Yeah. Uh, Don Mattingly. <laughs> Donny Baseball is... Uh, yeah. Going, uh, well, he got suspended. Well, he uh, he got thrown out one of the yeah. games. So. Harling Garcia has he gone down yet? Uh, yeah, he well he he was in Nola for a bit. Ah, mm. picture, picture, picture. Okay, okay. Um, was Sa- Andy? Sa- Andy. Yeah. Sandy? Yeah, Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's the six. There you go. Wow, good quiz. What's what's the prize? Um, I I will buy you all a beer uh, (laughs) when we get to Patty and at the end of the season. Uh, Take that. We will take that. (laughs) This is actually being recorded, so uh, when he's quibbling over that late doors, we can just pull pull episode twenty five out. Just just on that for for anyone who's listening, UK based or happens to be in the UK, back end of September, uh, the boys are getting together on the 29th, Sunday the 29th of September. Um, all four of us are, are together. Um, we're joining up with the uh, the UK Phillies guys and uh, the I guess the, the Phillies fans 
Um, so it's a Marlins plus Phillies extravaganza. Final day of the season. We play each other on that day. The Phillies hope to be in the playoffs or to be needing to beat us for the playoffs. We hope that they need to be beating us for the playoffs too um, on that day. And we can put a spar in the works. Anyway, so we're all gathering at um, Pashyank Avenue in, in London, uh, which I'm sure you can find the details on. We're going to actually um, put some stuff out on Twitter. Everyone is actually welcome. Uh, but it's going to be the Marlins, Phillies guys. I think a few others may be there too. So if you're around end of the season, come and join the boys. Come and say hello. Um, come and have a chat about Marlins baseball, uh, what the future looks like, um, or just come and laugh at the Phillies not making the postseason. It's fine with us. Um, so, I think, guys, that does that round it up this week anyway? Have we got, is there anything left? Any other news and notes? Have I missed any? I probably have missed loads, but. I've got a very bizarre um, shout out. <laughs> Go on, mate. It's, I, uh, it, it's, it's, you asked me to find some positivity this week in what's been torrid. Um, <laughs> And it was difficult, and to be honest, it's not really that great. But for the guy who we probably um, dissed on more than anybody else since the season started, Wei Yun Chen mm. has only given up three earned runs in his last 12 innings pitched, which brings his, his ERA down to, uh, to about 6.65, which is his lowest of the season. <laughs> so there's a little shout-out on what's been an awful week. To somebody who's taken a lot of flack on this podcast and he's getting better. Three home runs in the last 12 innings pitched. He's had a lot of zeros in there, a lot of uh, he's, 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 he's done his job recently. Wow. So, uh, well, well done, Chen. Well done. And, and, and guys, uh, breaking news here. Breaking news. There was a to be determined for the pitcher the back end of the Brave series. It's now what's flashing up here is it's a Stanek opener and a Chen start in effect. Breaking news. Oh. I'm taking the piss. Of course no, I was going to say, <laughs> that, that, so from what you said, Dan, it's, it's nice and positive, but that is about $400 per innings pitched, isn't it? <laughs> oh, $400 every ball. <laughs> And that that includes like warm up pitches as well. True. This is true. Unbelievable. Anyway, you, you're right. He's, he's a Marlin. He's a Marlin. So let's. He is, uh, he is. We should nice. applaud. He has been. He has been more effective for sure. And think back to those. I remember pod what three, four guys when <laughs> is ERA. I said if it gets below ten, I'll I'll neck a beer and whatever. I think I was you know I was being a bit harsh. I think we were probably expected him to be moved on at that point. Mm-hmm. or Tazawad as it's now become known but hasn't happened he's you know it's well, an it's interesting the, situation it's the lowest it's been all season so that's well, that's, that's Chen Chatter has been really low <laughs> for sure so that's only a good thing and maybe it's just because we're getting absolutely hammered in general so you know and expectations have been lowered anyway thanks mate that is a positive stat that is the RA is down to six point something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've had six players that have been on the roster all year, um, including Chen, and it's six point six ERA. So, good way to finish, guys. We've got a tough week 
coming up. Um, equally, we're going to be probably, by the sounds of it, on a, on, a, on a week's hiatus as well. I think that sounds most likely. Uh, myself and Rob are both sunning ourselves. Rob has been doing all sorts of Ironmans and marathons and all sorts this year, I think, walking up hills. I've just been necking beers and wine, so my <laughs> my six-pack is well hidden. <laughs> Rob's looks like it could be peeking through, so he looks beach-ready. <laughs> yep, he's giving me the wink. Yep, he's beach-ready. I am not beach-ready, um, so I'm just going to have my Marlins jersey on, uh, even in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> so no one sees. But... I think that'll be it, guys. We won't we won't be back next week, so apologies for that. The following week, um, myself and Lee will be around. Rob is still sunning. Dan is away as well, so me and Lee are here. But I've also I've got a special guest arranged, so there's going to be three of us. Special guest already confirmed, and I'm working on a fourth. So I think the dynamic of four works well. So. We'll get, we've got a couple of special peaks, but special guests to join us, which will be fun. Um, in the meantime, guys, happy holidays. We're having a, we'll have a week's break. Um, <laughs> we'll be back. We'll speak soon. We'll be in touch. Um, thanks to the listeners as always. Um, we apologize for next week's uh, hiatus, but it is what it is. The boys have got to, they've got to have a break. So happy days. And uh, we'll be back in a few weeks. And thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon. We'll be right